please remember the views and opinions expressed by this show or any other show on DV Radio and its guests are strictly those of said individuals and do not reflect those of the DV Radio staff nor the staff of dysfunctional veterans. The following includes conversation relating to cryptocurrency. The information provided and discussed is strictly for educational and informational purposes only. Any use of any information has done so at your own risk. DV Radio LLC, as well as the hosts and guests of the show, take no responsibility if you wish to use any of the information in your daily life. Again, the topics discussed are strictly for informational and educational purposes only. I am Chris, the CEO. My name is Paul. I'm the COO. I am Chris, a.k.a. Little Chris, the Chief Technical Officer of Affinity Innovations. Our long show, we will talk about Affinity, crypto in general, EFA, blockchain technology, technology, uh, and just talk about anything, whatever the hell we feel like talking about. Get to know us at a little more personal level. Babbling nonsense. Is there any cursing <laughs> rules or anything? No, you say whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> I think they'd be more worried if you didn't curse. <laughs> <laughs> show me the money. Show me the money! What's up, everybody, and welcome to Affinity Protocol right here on WDVRDVRadio.net. We are live tonight on Tuesday, January 16th. Doing pretty good. Chris, Paul. It's cold. Not that cold. Pretty cold. You're on the cape. You don't count. I know. Well, I mean, it's a little different, but we got some snow early this morning. Didn't really amount to much. Then the rain wiped it out. (laughs) And now it's ice. At least over here. Yep, now it's ice. And then, uh, oh, how about the Eagles? Okay, it was a great game. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) He dug right in. That's oh, sorry. Right. Who, who are you? Who are you a fan of again? <laughs> Patriots, but honestly, with the, how these what these refs are doing, not just on the Patriots, but just the whole ref situation in the NFL. I don't know. NFL is really not that interesting anymore. Yeah. Ever since Vegas betting, Vegas became super popular. In my opinion, these refs are rigging the game. Bringing it more, yeah, more. Same thing with the same thing with the NBA. Like NBA, not calling fouls on certain things, calling fouls on on things that aren't fouls. Bro, the technicals in the NBA are getting out of hand. Yep. Like, I don't know if you follow the NBA, Chris, or know the rules. Essentially, when you dunk, you can't hang on the rim excessively. You're supposed to be like you know, so you can land these safe. For example, Jason Tatum, when he dunked, he had momentum and he was trying to uh, maintain uh, safety so he can land safely and it doesn't land on another player. They call the tech on that. See, I watched recently, and again, I don't follow basketball, but I, I know the majority of the rules and I know how to play and, you know, I like playing it, but I just don't watch it. Um, yeah. And I did, but I did watch a, a video somebody had put out on all of the what should have been fouls or you know whatever, and didn't get called recently. And it was like this video of like flagrant traveling and shit. Like dudes running halfway across the court, oh, yeah. double dribbling, all kinds of shit. 
Yeah, that's been a big problem, like, for years now. It's crazy. Um, all right, let's see here. Yeah, I mean, that's... I don't know. I, I, as, as somebody who doesn't uh, watch basketball, but to see that, like... That would be infuriating if I was a basketball fan, knowing that as much as I love the NFL and seeing all that shit going on. It's like, was it the Niners or was it the Chiefs? I think it was the Chiefs where they basically called back a touchdown, like a clean touchdown. And that was basically basically going to be the game-winning drive and they called it back. Yeah. Yeah, that game was a mess. Uh, You know, I don't like the Chiefs, in full disclosure. Like, I really, really don't like the Chiefs. Uh, But I'm not going to say that they weren't going to win that game, that the Dolphins were were not outmatched. But holy shit, there was a few calls that, like, (laughs) clearly favored the Chiefs and really made it look like, uh, you know, a little bit of rigging might be going on there. Yeah. Speaking of NFL, Paul, how long has Jason Kelsey been on the Eagles or in, in the league in general? 13 years. Really? Because he, I mean, well, 13 years in the NFL is pretty long. 13 I, years. I would say he looks relatively young, and I thought about 13 years yearly in the NFL takes a toll on your body. I feel like he's one of those people that took care of himself in like grade school. And that was about it. And then he's just got them like, okay. genes where he's, you know, a bigger dude because he's a center and yeah, he's got the gray hair and stuff like that. But like, other than that, like he's, I mean, he's got a couple of years on me at least. I, I don't know exactly what the, the number is, but I mean, yeah, dude's a professional athlete doing a sport that takes a toll on your body and, still looks like i mean we don't know how he i don't know how he feels but he looks like he could go another year or two i'm sure that if i if i knew him in person and he heard me saying that he'd probably whoop my ass but 90 right for you yeah yeah he was 87 yeah he's got three years on me i i I think i about match him in the amount of gray in my beard i thought you were gonna say you match him in athleticism (laughs) i have a genuine which one takes toll on your body more? And Chris, you can't answer this. The well, league or the military? I I I can't give an accurate assessment because I have not done both. That's true. Wait, you're saying the NFL or the military? Yeah. Uh I mean, I it heavily depends on what your your job is in the military, but I would say in general, definitely the NFL. See, I would say the military. The only thing I will say, but I'll toll on the body only because the military, you're doing things, people you that don't get adequate treatment. <laughs> exactly. You don't get yeah. adequate treatment. You're not trained uh, really the right way to do most things. It's usually rushed. It's, you know, just get it done type of shit where you don't have, you're not being protected as much as you are in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, it also takes a mental toll as well. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that. But again, 
drastically depends on your job because my job yeah. was not physical at all. <laughs> There's no, no comparison between what I was doing and an athlete. Yeah. I mean, they also have like top tier healthcare as well. Yeah. Well, in the military, you go in for a knee surgery, they're going to replace your heart with a potato. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, dude, that that could be an improvement on my end. So, I mean, all right, all right. Our guest is ready. If you want me to move him in, uh, yes, please. If you could uh, move him up, appreciate it. But I do have a interesting topic. I've been seeing because I'm Facebook for Wall Street bets, and the main talk about it has been. ETF, BlackRock, and everything like under that sun. Yeah. Do you wait for the guest? Or yeah, just... yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought Paul was bringing him in here. Um, I don't have the move to. I don't know why. I got him. I got him. Uh... Here we go. There we go. Oh, right. it's so confusing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no worries there. Uh, so I wasn't, I wasn't a hundred percent sure, uh, which one was going to show up, but, uh, now that we have our guest, uh, I do want to make sure that I, I give a proper introduction before we press on with what Chris was about to talk about. Uh, we do have Neri here, uh, from, he is a long, long time, uh, affinity community member. He's been with us since the beginning uh, has his own project, uh, Reflector, uh, or Reflector. I'll, I'll let you correct me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, we're happy to have you on the show. We wanted to bring you on and, and, you know, there's a couple things that, that we do here on affinity protocol. I'm not sure how much you listen to the, to the podcast, but, uh, one, we do talk a lot about obviously crypto and, and technology and everything else that's, that's going on in the market. And we want to give you an opportunity to, tell everybody what you've been up to. Uh, but we also just kind of talk about all the shit, you know, <laughs> whatever's going yeah. on, uh, you know, whatever's going on in your life, whatever's going on in the world. Uh, and just, and just, uh, you know, bullshit, shoot the shit. So thanks, thanks for coming by. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate that. You know, I got a uh, snow den, um, here in New York and we got a snowstorm. <laughs> Oh man! So you hear people scraping the snow off the sidewalks outside. It's just crazy. It's crazy, crazy. My Jeep was all frozen, so it was fun though. No, it's fun awesome. Day. We were just I mean, talking you guys about. Got that. hit pretty good down there, huh? Yeah, <laughs> very, very good overnight. So it was it was interesting walking to the car this morning and just seeing all the snow piled up. I was like, oh man. But yeah, it's fine. Uh, no, luckily we, uh, we were just talking about that. We missed out on the, the bulk of it. Only got a couple inches and it pretty much went away. We lucked out. Yep. I'll take it. Yeah, it only took me like five or six minutes to clean my car before I went to work today. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. It was nothing. All right, Chris, what were you going to, what were you going to mention? You said something about the, the ETF stuff. <laughs> yeah. So one of the number one, well, yeah, there's like two things. Not one related to ETF, but both relating to BlackRock. Yeah. So essentially, um, 
with BlackRock, well, with the ETFs being approved, um, people's main concern is basically BlackRock taking control and yep. essentially short, short, well, I wouldn't say just shorting, but essentially messing with the value of Bitcoin, essentially. And then the other concern was how do, exactly do ETFs work? Because ETFs, they operate on the normal, was it seven to four stock schedule? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, you got, when you start throwing in the, the, the pre-market and after hours, it, you know, it gets extended, but it's, it's really like nine to four. Yeah. So nine to four, but Bitcoin trading is 24 hours essentially. Yep. So how does that work? How does the value of the ETF, cause that's going to change while the Bitcoin value is going to change obviously cause it's a 24 hour market. Yep. Those are the two main concerns that I've been seeing a lot. And then. Actually, the third one that I think BlackRock owns already about 2% of the Bitcoin supply. I think it was like around 11,000 Bitcoin. Yeah, I did see something crazy like that. And, um, you know, your first point, extremely valid. Uh, you know, BlackRock, <laughs> that's what they do. They, they've made their entire, uh, you know, billions and billions of dollars on manipulating you're telling, you're telling me there's market manipulation going yes. on here i don't believe you that's basically all that's what they do uh so yeah if they see an opportunity to manipulate it they're gonna do it and and that's a valid very valid concern on whether or not they decide to wake up and and try to short the market and drive things down or, or either way and i know we talked about this a couple episodes ago but that's going to happen. Just how and when, that's really up to them and how much money they want to spend on on marketing and media to, to make it happen. Uh, but it's going to happen. Uh, and as far as like ETF working, I mean, there's going to be there's going to be some gaps up and down. So when you when you're looking at stock market, right, and pre market and post. And there's usually like earnings reports and stuff that happen before the market or after. And sometimes things happen over the weekend. Um, you'll see th- you'll see the market itself or individual stocks gap up or down before the market even opens. Uh, and that's likely what's going to happen depending on the movement over the weekend and overnight. Um, so if there's a major movement in Bitcoin overnight or over the weekend, uh, up or down, you're going to just see it as it opens the price is just going to either jump or, or fall right at the open of the market. So that's that's really how it's going to work. And throughout the course of the day, obviously, you'll have your normal fluctuations. So obviously, the big negative to that is you can't do anything over the weekend, right? So if if uh, if you're either looking to take profits or you're looking to you know lower your position, uh, because you don't like it the way it's looking or it's going pretty well and you want to take some profits, you can't do it. Markets are, are closed. So, you know. That'll just bring people into crypto because they're going to be like, well, I just lost out this weekend from being able to do something when I could have just bought Bitcoin. Yep. Yep, Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it, I don't know, I, I like part of the idea, 
because in a way it'll bring a little bit more stability and less, and, and I don't mean stability in the sense that, because we just talked about market manipulation, but I mean a little less volatility over time, but at the same time, that's going to make, you know, or potentially could make Bitcoin pretty boring because, you know, that's, that's what's making people a lot of money is the volatility. That's what money is. If you ask anybody who's an investor in any kind of uh, equities or, or crypto or anything, uh, they're going to tell you the money's made of volatility. When that, that index is up, that's where the money's being made. Well, Neri does a lot of investing in the stock market. I'm sure he can tell you that too. Yeah, Neri, feel free to jump in anytime you want if you uh, if you got any input on anything. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you guys. Um, the ETF was one of the most hyped things in recent times. And um, a lot of people expected Bitcoin to just go crazy from the very <laughs> beginning. <laughs> but it ended up being a pretty much sell the news kind of event. That's very popular with the stock market. So there's going to be a lot of synergies and those type, those type of uh, moves coming forward. Um, but what I'm really excited about is the having coming up in April or March timeframe, whenever it is. Yep. Uh, I think that's what's truly going to raise the price of Bitcoin, not necessarily the ETF, uh, because the, the mining rate, the minting rate is going to slow down by half. So if there's higher demand because of the ETFs and all the people wanting to buy it because they're hearing all these different um, people's perspectives, perspective that Bitcoin's going to hit 100,000 or 500,000, you know, they're going to fall more in and just start creating the buying pressure. So, and then with less Bitcoins being mined out there, is limiting the supply. So it will have that kind of effect on it that people expected the ETF to have, in my opinion. Well, that kind of brings us back to like what we were talking about where there's going to be a big sell the news followed by like what is hopefully a slower accumulation so that there's some control in the market and that would be something to see because especially if you have these the big players getting in to crypto now with this etf approval that you know they're ready to to start their slow accumulation and keep it where they can keep getting more and more at the lowest price possible before something like that happens and the price goes up because then they've made the most amount of money off of that yeah and i i think another important thing to note too is just the exposure of um you know crypto because i don't know how many people i've talked to recently and they're like hey you know the, the crypto market's doing awful huh right because all they heard about was what about a year ago year and a half ago when everything was really bad and then it went out of sight out of mind right because crypto was you know this big unicorn back in 2020 and 2021 and then when the market you know dumped and and things were looking bleak um a lot of people left or the people that really weren't even in, they were on the outside looking in and just heard the news about it, uh, never looked back. And they still think, a lot of them still think Bitcoin's trading, you know, sub 20,000 uh, because they don't look at it. They just they just think everything's still awful. Uh, and then when you tell them, you're like, what are you talking about? Bitcoin's, you know, up over 100%, you know, since, uh, you know, uh, 150%. Since it's bottomed out. Yeah, since it's bottomed out. And they're like, really? You know, they don't realize that it's it's making a comeback. But I think something like this, if you want to look at another silver lining to it, will give that exposure to the broader markets that, where people will actually start tracking uh, the price of Bit Bitcoin 
leading into other cryptos and, and really kind of looking at the whole market and saying, you know what? It is viable. There is there is some value there. There's some worth and it'll bring more and more eyes to it rather than people just hearing things through the grapevine and shit and just not really understanding what's truly going on in the market. Well, same for the people that just don't almost don't even know that crypto exists or they know what it is and that's the extent of what they know. Yep. Which is a large market. Oh, yeah. Because it, it's, it's second nature to us because we've all been in it and we've all been following it and stuff like that. But, I mean, there's, there's some demographics out there that don't even know that there is any sort of cryptocurrency or online currency even other than an online banking app. Yeah, and... Yeah. Uh... You know, Neri, I know you're about to uh, talk. I don't know if you've uh, seen in the chat, Bearclaw was asking about the halving. I don't know if you want to explain that for anybody listening, what that actually means. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, uh, the, the halving is basically currently the miners, as they verify transactions, they get paid uh, a reward in Bitcoin. So right now, I forgot what the rate is, but let's say, just for easy math, if a miner, by verifying transactions in the blockchain, they get 10 Bitcoins uh, per, per reward block. Uh, the halving is going to make it so that there's five Bitcoins now being minted at a time. So slowing down the supply going into the, the market and then the increase in demand, that's when you start seeing the price appreciation, typically. Um, so that's pretty much what it is. It's just slowing down the rate at which Bitcoin is being minted onto the market. So do you do you think that that's going to have uh, an unseen effect of people looking at mining as being less lucrative and not only the rewards being halved, but now people are saying, well, I don't want to mine because it's not as profitable for me? Well, some people might see it that way. The way I look at it, um, the price increase will offset that having an, an, a drop in rewards that you'll get. Because if you were getting, you know, a full Bitcoin at twenty thousand, you might get half a Bitcoin at fifty or hundred thousand. So, I feel like the reward in terms of monetary value will still be there. It just the rate at which you're getting is is, is a smaller chunk, but the price appreciation will make the, the big difference there. Yeah, and that is it is supply and demand thing, right? If people, because there will be certain people that will drop off from mining, it'll mostly be the smaller fish that don't want to you know expend the extra power consumption and and resources now that especially once it halves but the the bigger players will still do it and they'll they'll have to increase the rate at which they do it and they'll get less so yeah they'll they'll be pulling less from the market which means the market will get less quote unquote saturated from more bitcoin being mined uh so whatever supplies out there will become more in demand and this happens about every four years so four years from now, it'll have again. Uh, so, you know, it's it's a big deal. Man, if that knocks out some of the smaller miners, your boy getting a new graphics card because you know they're going to be in stock. <laughs> they're going to have no problems with these, uh, with this, uh, what they, they come out with the Supers uh, this year, aren't they? I don't for know. The four, for the four series? I have no idea. The thing's got so overpriced, I stopped looking. 
<laughs> hey man, they're about to be affordable. If them smaller dudes stop mining and stop buying these cards, you're about to get you a new graphics card, son. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm guessing they should, right? But because it becomes it becomes way less profitable. Um well, I think I think I, and so what I was asking Neri, and I think what he was saying is it becomes it, it might be less profitable for the short term. So like if you don't have the the funds to back up sustainability for you know medium to long term growth for the the price changing for that reward to be worth it, then you might be that person that backs out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, return on like, investment. Yeah, but but to your point, if, you know the the guys that don't care if the power bill, you know, goes up one point five, one point six x to to have the same amount minted. Uh, right off the rip, they're not going to care. Yeah. Yeah, I won't be participating. I'm all set. Uh, my electric bill is high enough. Don't need to be doing any of that. Not going to happen. Why, why, why not? <laughs> Come on, man. It's Come so on. expensive. Don't... I forget when I looked it up, like just to kind of get an idea of how much uh power consumption how much computing power is needed just to get involved in that it's considerable it is extremely high i mean i'll I'll be lying to you if i said that i didn't like consider trying to do it when i was living in military housing where i don't pay the power bill back in the day that would have been like the best time to try yeah, that's true. And I, I, I didn't, so I'm kind of mad about it because, like, I'm, I'm sure they still have them. But I, I specifically remember finding, like, um, an, on- an online calculator that would basically tell you, like, you know, with startup costs for, like, getting, like, a, a better GPU and stuff like that, like, exactly, you know, how long it would take you to be profitable and, like, you know, how many hours throughout the day you would have to, to run it to be able to be profitable. And a lot of it was, like, you know, putting in the information for like how much you're paying like per kilowatt hour or megawatt hour, whatever it's measured in nowadays. I honestly don't pay attention. I just pay the bill. Um, kilowatt hour. Okay. So yeah. So what, what he said, um, but I, I very specifically remember looking at that and being like, I don't pay a power bill. Like, let me, let me see what it, you know, I, I looked up like averages for my area and it was basically like, it made it garbage for the the specific model of GPU and stuff I had. Like it would, it basically would not have been profitable, like at all, like no way. And I was like, all right, well, let me put in the fact that I don't pay for electricity. And like all of a sudden, it was like there was some decent profits. And I was like, <laughs> am I really about to do this right now? And I elected not to because my integrity got the better of me. But you know, I could be filthy rich right now if I had done that. I know, right? That shut you down too. Because this was this was back in uh, when was this? This was in twenty like thirteen, twenty fourteen time frame. No, 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 no. Uh, twenty sixteen, twenty sixteen. Yeah, they'd have been knocking on your door, shutting your breakers like, down. They'd, they'd have been like, "Yo, you all right?" I'd have been like, "Hey, man, I don't, I don't know what to tell you." Yep. All, all I would, I mean, you know how the military is nowadays. As long as you're volunteering, they don't give a shit. All, all I would had to do has been like, I'm constantly running ads for UNICEF right now on my computer. So they'd be like, <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, just give this man an award. 
Yeah, I don't know how many people I used to I know that. And, and I'm not going to say whether or not I used to do it. Uh, either run in the heat and have the windows open at the same time or, you know, the AC and the windows, you know, same thing. Oh, I can't do that. Yeah, who gives a shit? It's free power. That's true. Cut solar panels. I thought about it. And I, I think, so I have a lot of trees that overhang my house. And that's my big problem. So I'd have to like top a lot of trees. And then, you know, when I stop pricing in how much it's going to cost me to top the trees, then get the panels installed. I'm looking at like, you know, 10 years before I see a return. Oh, well, you also got to wait till you got all the kids out the house. Cause that's when my, my neighbor got solar panels on his house last year. So he was outside with them when they were doing like their initial survey. I came out and I was talking with him for a couple of minutes and I, I asked him, I was like, you know, Hey, out of, out of curiosity. Cause like, you know, I'm, I'm your neighbor. I get damn near this exact same amount of sun as you. Right. So like, you know, how, how much you, you paying on this kind of stuff. And he told me, and he was, he was talking about like, you know, when it's going to be profitable because he's going to be uh, like, you know, getting more energy than he's consuming and stuff like that. And he basically, he basically said, he was like, he's like, Paul, you also got to remember, I got three kids in college. When those motherfuckers come home for Thanksgiving, like (laughs) turn the nuclear reactor back on because they're going to be plugging in every single device that they can and be leaving it plugged in like until they leave to go back uh, to school. And then they're going to come home and do it at Christmas if they didn't already leave a laptop plugged in somewhere powered on the entire time. So he was like, he's like, you do something like this, you know, you got to do it. When when there's people in the house that are, you know, electric responsible, because he, he was like a, he was talking about like the usage and like how little him and his wife used um, with when it was just them versus like uh, when his kids were home. Yeah. And he was like, you just got to wait till the kids get out the house. He was like, extension cords back to college. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you still you still got two at home, man. You might want to might want to con- consider yeah. consider my neighbor's advice there prior to making that decision yeah i'll probably wait i don't know we'll see what happens um yeah i want to get i want to get a little bit back on track here with the etf talk uh real quickly because it's it's relevant for a couple reasons obviously one um for uh some a a product that that we're going to be releasing and and not only that but um getting into uh nary and what he's got going on uh, with his project, uh, one thing I, I want to uh, I want to kind of touch on on a on something with uh, you know with Affinity and what we've been developing with uh, the the STP well, simple diversification platform is what we're calling it right now. I don't know if that's going to be the final name, probably not, um, but that's what we're going to refer to it at least for now. Um, we're going to be explaining this thing over and over and over again for the coming weeks because uh, it is if you're not really familiar with like a mutual or an index fund or or, or an etf uh it, it can be a little tricky to understand what's happening how it works why it could be beneficial and again i'm always going to say could be because we don't control the markets uh any any profits or losses are going to happen uh and you're going to have to just accept the risk and, and do what you're going to do uh, 
But we'll continue to, to kind of describe it. And I'm going to give a little information. I don't want to take up too much time because I want to give uh, Naomi an opportunity as well and get to know a little bit more about what he's doing. Uh, but, you know, when it comes down to what's going on with this diversification platform, it's really about trying to come up with a way that allows uh, everybody out there, especially those who are really interested in a lot of different uh, different tokens and, and coins and, and whatever it may be. Uh, and, and you're saying, you know what, I really I want to kind of dip my toes into a lot of stuff, but I'm not really sure how to do that. Or maybe you don't want to buy and manage a lot of these different tokens. Because again, if you if you buy some Cardano and you buy some XRP and, and, and Ethereum and everything else, um, now it's up to you to decide, I got to track these. Uh, individually and see which ones are making profit, which ones taking losses, decide which ones you might want to, you know, uh, eliminate from your portfolio and buy more of. It can get confusing for a lot of people. Maybe you got a busy life, so on and so forth. So what we're what we're doing is we're we're designing a platform that will allow you to say, you know what, I like this setup of of coins. Uh, maybe there's uh, you know a percentage of Bitcoin. There's some Ethereum. There's some XRP. There's some uh, you know, whatever it may be in there. I'm going to take my USDC and that's what I want to go into. And what our platform is going to do is take your USDC. It's going to break it up percentage wise and acquire all of those assets for you. And it's going to hold them inside of your own decentralized contract. And you'll be able to track that, uh, through our platform. And you can see your gains, your losses, whatever happens over time. And then at any time you say, you know what, I made enough money or maybe I didn't do so well and I want to exit part of my position or the full position, you can go ahead and do that. It'll convert all of your assets back to USDC and drop it right back in your wallet. The cool thing in the meantime is anybody else that comes in, and because obviously like any other, any other product, there's going to be a small fee. Um, you're actually going to earn a portion of every fee uh, that's paid in USDC. So anybody that comes in to the platform, once you deposit, uh, you're going to earn a portion of the fees from everybody else that's also participating. Lastly, uh, how does that benefit Affinity? Well, we're going to start off with probably at least three different, we'll call them pools for now, um, that'll have different assets and different weighted assets in each one. Uh, Affinity is going to be a part of each one of a different percentage. We may have 5%, 10%, whatever percent in each one. So every single time somebody enters a position, or leaves the position, it's going to create volume for the affinity token. So as they enter their position, it's going to buy some affinity and hold it in their contract along with all the other assets. And as they exit, it's going to sell that affinity and they're going to exit their position, which creates volume. So that's that. That's I'm really excited about it. I think it's a, a, going to be a phenomenal platform. It's going to benefit a lot of people. Um, but again, we'll continue to talk about it more and more over the weeks. You want to add? Did I leave anything out? Or you want to add anything or, or anything like that? Anybody have any questions? I know Neri, uh, if, if you have any questions on it, uh, especially being somebody from the Affinity community, you know, uh, we can talk a little bit about it. Otherwise, we can go ahead and move on. No, I mean, you've been pretty transparent with that. You've been talking about it for a long time. So I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, I like it. I think it's uh, going to be pretty damn cool. All right, but anyway, Paul. Yeah. Shut up. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, Derry, we got you on here. We uh, 
we were talking to, uh, and I'm going to call him Josh. I don't know if that's his real name or not, but yeah. uh, it is. All right, perfect. Uh, we've been talking to Josh, who's also a long, long time uh, Affinity community member. He's your CMO, correct? Yep, correct. That's awesome. So we talked to him. Uh, he said, yeah, let's let's get on the podcast. Um, so here we are. We got Neri on here. Uh, I want to give everybody an opportunity to hear about what you guys are doing, uh, what your, your project's about. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm curious too, as how that came about, because to be honest with you, like Neri, like I said, we've, we've known you for quite a while, uh, yeah. and it kind of came out of nowhere and you, you know, sent me a DM and you said, <laughs> Hey, I'm doing this thing. I said, that's great because you know, what, what's important to me is, and I told you this is, is getting more responsible, trusted people doing things, uh, in yep. the crypto market. So to me, that was, that was great to hear about it. Uh, but I still don't know as, as much as I would like to, uh, so yeah. why don't you go ahead. Awesome. Um, so the idea of Reflector I had actually since last year, um, early 2022. And um, originally it was a token that I was going to create to buy and burn Rockify and Reflector as well. Yep. But it evolved over time. And I came up with Reflector this year. And well, technically it was last year because I was in December. And um, I wanted to create a token where it was backed by Bitcoin because of the ETF and the having this happening. So I wanted to have a liquidity pool directly tied to it so that we can benefit from it. Even if there was no buys, if Bitcoin appreciated, so did Reflector. So I did that. Um, I launched the token on the 5th. So about a week and a couple of days old. Um, launched it at 10 cents with a million supply. And I had like a two week time frame where I had a private sale. And I, I was pleasantly surprised by the demand that I got for it. Um, so it was really That's cool awesome. to see. I threw all the money into the LP. So I didn't start it with like a 1% liquidity. I think you made a joke <laughs> about that. <laughs> no, nobody but, does that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every dollar that I got, I sent it straight to the LP because I wanted to have a, a nice support, a nice base on it. So the token, just to go over the tokenomics, um, is a million supply with burn. So we're already burning away. And uh, a max bag is 10,000 tokens. But as the supply goes down, that max bag also goes down with it. It's based on circulating. Um, The taxes to buy is 6%. 1% goes towards uh, burn, 1% towards LP, and 4% towards buying and distributing Bitcoin. And XRP, so Binance packed, of course. Um, on the sell side, is eight percent. So it's one percent uh, burn, two percent LP, and then five percent uh, split in half for XRP and Bitcoin. So I know that XRP is another coin that has a lot of potential, and you know if it gets through all the different court cases and stuff like that, and the banks really utilize it the way they are. I have a, a good feeling about that, that coin and I also want to run with it. So the token right now is a dual uh, reward multi-liquidity token. So we have backing in Bitcoin, like I said previously. Yep. We have an XRP liquidity backing, of course, BNB because we're on the Binance chain. And just recently I added uh, a Rockify liquidity pool with oh, a nice. shorty. Yeah, so we have four different ways, and we've seen some arbitrage already happening. Um, we wanted to make it accessible to everyone, so you don't have to connect to PancakeSwap. I wanted to keep it as true DeFi as possible. 
So we we have a swapper which Shorty created. Shorty is the developer for Rockify. For yep. those that don't know, so it's it's almost like a mini floaty swap. It, it's an aggregator where you send a BNB and then it finds you the best price based on the different liquidity pools that we have. So you might send BNB, but it might convert that BNB to BTCB and buy the token through there. Like earlier, somebody made a, a purchase, but it went through the Rockify liquidity pool instead. So it created a, a buy on both tokens. So that was awesome. Oh, nice. uh, so, yeah, so it's helping both tokens at the same time by having the liquidity pools tied together. Um, and then, oh man, we have so much going on. Yeah. We got the swapper. <laughs> we got the swapper, the dual, uh, uh, reflections. We also have a treasury wallet. So that one is almost going to be like a venture capitalist. So we're we're uh, getting tokens, purchasing tokens that reflect other tokens. So Affinity is part of the the treasury. So I want to call it an ETF of source, but you know, just for legal issues, we'll, we'll, we'll call it a treasury wallet. So it has Affinity and it has Rockify currently in Auto BTC. But over time, we'll be acquiring more tokens that have reflections. So the idea behind that is that when Affinity has a crazy volume like it did when it skyrocketed, uh, we'll see a lot of reflections coming in. I'll take that reflection, buy back and burn uh, reflector, and also do LP injections as well to keep the token flowing. So that's an ex- an external form of getting uh, funds as well. So another thing that we have going on too is uh, a game. So with PlayFi, I partner with Dave, and we're going to have... Uh, a level inside their crypto ball game that's coming up. So when you have a level within the game, um, your token gets back uh, certain revenues from it as well. And the players, they get um, your token as reflections. So it's, it's a really cool ecosystem that we're tapping into as well. So that was uh, something that is coming up. And we're also going to look into creating our own standalone game where we'll generate um, income for buy and burn, LP, um, pairing and injection, um, marketing, and part of the the game income also goes towards the game leaderboards as well. And I like to give back. So I am creating a Reflector Foundation where, you know, I'm going to start first here in the Northeast specifically my my state and then spread from there so i've always given back to st jude's for my paychecks so i would like to make donations like that as well with reflector or going out and buying coats for instance for for the homeless people like right now with the snow i would like to go out there give hot cocoa in a in a you know in a coat or something like that so that's awesome giving back to the community and eventually we could make this thing go global i would like to do that too so we have, like I said, a lot going on. And I still have a lot of different things I'm developing and ideas that I have that I want to bring it over into concept mode and integrate it with the token as well. And we also have staking. And the cool part is that our staking doesn't require a third party. It's built in within the contract itself. So it, the way it works, instead of giving you an APY or an APR, it gives you a multiplier. So when you stake for one month, you get two times the reflections or the XRP and BTCB, 
when you um, stay for three months, you get four times the reflection. And when oh, you that's stay, a cool idea, right? Yeah, and like when you that. stay for six months, you get eight times the amount. So it's you know a, a person holding twenty five hundred tokens. They stake it for three months and is already like having reflections coming in as a max wallet. So it kind of helps you play around with how much you really want to earn. And that's the time yeah. you stake for. So it's pretty cool. It's part of the contract itself and the tokens never leave your wallet. It stays there. You just cannot sell it until the time frame is up. But the token is yours. It stays on your wallet. You just see the reflections coming in. And Rockify also created as a part of the radar dap um the ability to stake right from the rockify dap so you can claim and stake as well so it's pretty awesome rockify have been super supportive uh, with the token so i really want to say thank you to the entire team especially shorty i know he's super busy with all the developments but he's taking the time to really help us out so really really appreciate it no that's awesome and, and really quickly we did have uh, uh josh join us but before we uh before we get to josh one second i just want to say it does sound like you're working a lot with Rockify, which, um, you know, they've been, they've been around, uh, for what well, going on two years now, right? If, if not mm -hmm. two years and we've, uh, we've, we've worked and, and I like Shorty. I like the whole crew over there. We've, um, you know, worked with them, uh, in the past, not so much as of recently, but still, uh, one of the good guys here in the space, that's for damn sure. Uh, yep. so that's good to hear that you guys, are, are working closely with them as well. Um, yeah, I can't get enough of, of trying to maintain that that sort of community of people that are really trying to do the right thing and build the right stuff and looking out for people. And, and you know, one one piece of advice as, you know, somebody who's been running a project now for a better part of two and a half years or so um, is when, the, you know, and you know, you see it with the market. You know, yep. there's, there's times that just things just aren't going as planned as far as the token chart and other things, yeah. you know, we'll see how it goes for you guys. Right. So early on, I wish you all the best of luck. Uh, and, and I hope everything goes uh, extremely well for you, but you know, the reality of markets, they go up and down. Um, yep. and, and it's just got to keep pushing on, right? Like you get hear the noise, you're going to hear the people on social media, you're going to hear the people on the telegram and, and, uh, you know, I love all of them, but, you know, not everybody truly understands how things work. Uh, yeah. Put it lightly. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Sure. You know, when I first got started, I was doing everything myself. Now I have Josh helping me out as well. Like I have friends too that help me out, but the website, the logo creation, everything uh, was pretty much me. So you know, I'm gathering a, a team, putting a team together of the core members. So. I just wanted to be individuals are uh, really respected and they have the same vision as I do because I, I really want Reflector to be a multi-billion dollar uh, token. And it is possible if we do the right thing and align with the right people. So that's one thing that I'm looking forward to. That's awesome. Good Any questions? Thank you, thank you. What's, What's up, everyone? What's going on, Josh? 
Yeah, sorry, sorry about the delays today. Uh, life, life happens, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> no worries, man. Uh, yeah, so Don't here I am coming yet. in, and uh, yeah, I'll try not, I'll try my best. You know, it's, you know, it's, you know, I don't, I don't see you guys for a while, and like you guys were saying about how we we focus on our own things. There's times where we can connect and we can kind of partner up with our our partners per se, people that are like minded. But at the end of the day, um, it's like it's like friendship throughout life. Your good friends are the people that you can step away, do your own thing for five, ten years, and when you get back, it's just the same type of energy. Yep. And that's that's what we love about these projects here, right, Chris? Yep. Starting um, literally probably two months into my crypto career, I came across your project, and I've always been a part of that community. I love it, love it, love it. And a lot of the projects that I find myself into now are projects that partnered up with you. So my portfolio, my ambition, my my strategic push has been on a basis of what you guys have provided over at affinity um you guys are the, definitely the first ones to hit up the business model the community first never take away from the community strengthen the community but do it in a professional way transparency to its finest so that's a great great preset that we can finally enjoy out of all the plethora of projects that have failed and just kind of diminished over time um so I just wanted to say thank you, Chris. Um, you you guys have done wonders, especially as a starting project for a lot of us. Um, but yeah, awesome. moving Appreciate forward. That. Yeah, of course, brother. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's always it's always been a pleasure, man. Always been a pleasure. Um, but yeah, moving on, it would be with Rockify. Rockify has been a part of your ecosystem, more or less, one way or the other. Um, communities tied together you know and with yep. that being said we're we want to be an enhancement uh further on of each other's ecosystem so right from the bat we love having you uh part of the treasury you know down the line if it makes sense maybe uh, maybe even doing what we're doing with rockify and xrp bitcoin bring up pools and having a swapper agitate uh, to a point where the swamper has has Neri talked about that? Because I know I chimed yep. in at the at dude. I think that's revolutionary. Everybody's so sketched out when it comes to swappers being sketched out with well, uh, being with swappers in the first place. Never mind the fact of connecting to DApps, especially that last that last hack of uh, MetaMask a couple of months ago, where just connecting to a DApp can can oh, yeah. literally have all your funds drained. It's so scary in the DeFi space. So projects like us, projects like, like you, we have to try so hard to keep that keep that trust and you know just keep the scarcity and that scare that frightness to a bare minimum but with that being said a swapper that you send it you don't have to connect you don't have to worry about slippage you don't have to worry about anything other than having an appropriate amount of gas it picks the route of how uh, the cheapest route and that's just amazing you know so um having that utilized uh being a reflective token where we try to push on the xrp bitcoin narrative along with that having a wonderful treasury um group of partners where like if you're pumping if rockify is pumping it's this is exactly what i what i'd love to be um because i love xrp i love bitcoin and compared to all the old coins out there um and everybody's projects right hand in hand and everybody listening we have affinity and we have rockify like 
no more, no less. Uh, everything I trust within one bundle. Um, I just, I just want to say thank you for uh, letting us be part of your ecosystem. Uh, the slightest to the, you know, with Rockify, literally implementing us into them. Hopefully, we can get there at one point when we prove ourselves. Um, but yeah, dude, we're just, yeah. we're just happy to be here. We yeah, just have no, to be here. of course, man, and that's that's great. And I appreciate that that sentiment. That's exactly what we set out to do. And I know you know that because you've heard us say it a million times that we just want to set the example. And if we can yes, do that and, and everybody else uh, follow suit and you guys set the example, Rockify, I mean, you know, we, we used to talk a lot more uh, with uh, Shorty and his crew and, and private message and stuff. Great group of guys. Uh, we collaborated on a lot of stuff, a lot of ideas. We've actually had them uh, kind of be our second set of eyes on a few contracts too, just to, you know, because obviously anytime you're developing a smart contract, like you said, you want to have that security uh, tightened down as much as possible. So as many trusted eyes as you can get on a, on a contract, uh, the better, because it doesn't matter how many times you look at it. There's always that chance you're going to miss something. So get in some fresh eyes. Uh, we've had them do that for us in the past. Um, and, and, and had lots of great conversations with them. Uh, we hope they're around for a good long, long, long time as well. Uh, part of everything. And I know you, I follow you on social media and I know you're a huge fan of XRP. Uh, so this must be pretty exciting for you too, from that standpoint. Dude, I I know I kind of uh, unfortunately I missed uh, the the chatter of Bitcoin, dude. I'm I'm all about all the energy that's about to come up this year. Yep. This year is going to be great for Bitcoin, great for XRP, and great for all of the strong utility product projects. Not to mention uh, projects like Affinity projects like Rocketfy. This is a testament. You're you made it through a whole bear cycle and you're still here pushing. You're still here with a community that trusts you. Like that's amazing. During old coins old coin season, like this is what you're amping up for. You're building everything around it. And I think that's what Rocketfy uh, Shorty um I think that's why he's been so MIA. He's he's been draining he's been pushing like you yeah. guys have been pushing. We have deadlines, right? Yeah. Respectively, we need to hit things before the Bitcoin having because at that point that's when all the eyes are going in and what projects are catching eyes you know and yep. we're making sure the affinity hits those eyes we're making sure rockify hits those eyes and even being in conjecture of these projects dude we're, we're getting there man we're getting there so it's all about getting these utilities pumped out making sure we're among like-minded people the community is getting stronger if anything and you know just just enjoying the best time of a DeFi crypto cycle like this is this is our time um and i wish i was part of that because i can i can speak boatloads of xrp chatter bitcoin chatter all the hype you know how i am i'm yeah. usually when it, when it comes to a person in the community i'm usually that hype guy uh i'm so excited about this year so <laughs> that's awesome man i do want to i do want to ask you though uh speaking of xrp uh quickly mm -hmm. give me mm -hmm. your top two reasons why you're most excited about xrp uh, so right off the bat, right? So we're we're two out of three with a lawsuit. Um, actually, I think we're three wins and one last one last. We're waiting on the settlement. Uh, with that being said, right off the bat, as soon as it gets settled, it's skyrocketing, right? Regardless yeah. if it's thirty cents, it's going to a dollar, bare minimum, right? And now compared to Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin is you know ex uh, expected probably sixty seventy grand. 
Easy. That's bare minimum. But there's actually analysts out there saying that it could easily get to $120,000, dollars if everything aligns. With yep. that being said, XRP, all-time high, you're looking at at least a 5x, if not potential double digits. And that's if things line up. And now we're even talking about XRP having a fucking ETF. ETF. And that's going to that's gonna speculate all you need is speculation when it comes to the crypto world. So now with that being said, you're looking at any type of investment on a blue collar, blue chip. You're you're looking at at least five to 10 X. And that makes me so excited. This is a utility you can trust. So many hacks have been trying to uh, aim at the XRP ledger. And that time and time again, it has proven that it can handle it. It handles multiple transactions, thousands, hundreds of thousands per second. And top cost is like three cents. Crazy! It's gonna take over the Swift ne Swift network. I can't I can't wait for it to already take over the whole whole network and whole. It's it's working with I think a hundred plus banks already, and that's foreign. It's working its way in the U.S. Once regulation kind of finishes off of this lawsuit and we can get going, dude, XRP is gonna be the way, and that's why I love that we reflect XRP. That's why I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. So that's obviously extremely excited, right? Yeah, so excited. <laughs> but let me let me ask you this. I want to play devil's advocate for a second here because mm -hmm. I I am a holder of XRP. Um, it is one of one of my larger uh, you know alt blue uh, blue chip holdings. But one of the playing devil's advocate here, one of the things I look at is the market cap of XRP right now. So it's at at about thirty one billion, with Ethereum sitting at three hundred nine billion. If XRP was to 10x from here, it would have a higher market cap than Ethereum is right now. Is, is that not, do, do you don't care about that? Or is that, is that something that you think about? So that would put XRP so I know at $5. You know this. I know you know this. Back in the day, XRP was actually the number two token. Yeah. It was number two up until the lawsuit. So we've had suppression for like the last yep. seven years or so. I think 2012 was when all the bullshit, 2012, 2007. I can't recall what it is, but it's been a long drawn out. I believe it. I believe it's affected one full bull, uh, bull cycle, if not the beginning of the second and the second being in retrospect of the first. With that being said, uh, 300 billion for a top five token, realistically that's not too shabby when we're expecting bitcoin to easily hit a trillion on itself you know Close. so at the end of the day if it's a 300 billion token as the number three token while bitcoin the number one is over a trillion realistically it kind of it kind of makes sense there's potential there yep. and a lot a lot of comparisons are uh it's in terms of supply in terms of market cap xrp can easily hit easily hit 300 billion and a lot of people are saying bare minimum the day that bitcoin hits three to five trillion realistically we might be looking at an xrp hitting at, at least a one trillion market cap itself but that is probably on a second bull run that's probably five years to five years from now not this bull run the next bull run over especially with etfs going in we have institutional money coming in and that's potentially Let's say, and again, devil's advocate for the people that love Ethereum out there, what happens? You know, not, not to get political with it, but Ethereum has been pretty sketchy. It has been pretty sketchy. As, uh, yep. If you if you hear Ethereum founders and you hear all the all the uh, you know the naysayers out there and what they try to disprove, 
It was pretty sketch. So the day that, you know, potentially the SEC turns its back and says, hey, this is security. We know this is a security. What's going to happen? All that money is going to flush to the number three, number four spots or into Bitcoin. And now XRP could potentially come back as the number two. And that's going to be game changing. You know, we're saying it's crazy now, but you know how it goes in a matter of a bull cycle, things can change dramatically oh, for yeah. any token, any coin. You yeah. know, I like so, it, man. And not only that, but uh, speaking of Ethereum, at some point, people are going to get tired of paying $30 per transaction. So I heard I heard this interesting thing, right? It was um, I, I don't remember the person that said it on Twitter, but it was it was about how the reason why XRP hasn't skyrocketed compared to Ethereum and Bitcoin over the years is that when you use Ethereum and, you know, because the NFT push of Ethereum, obviously you have people use the Ethereum network and paying these absurd fees. And over time, those fees are essentially burnt. It's it, like it's it's making like a uh, exponential push to the upside because at the rate that it's burning, it's kind of like S curving going up straight up. With that being said, I was kind of like I I, I kind of I kind of understand that I kind of understand that where yep. XRP when you use it, it's three cents. It's not gonna. It's in terms of burning, it's never gonna compare. But think about the devil's advocate in this sense. What do you think the new token out? You know, the the day that there's a token that hits up uh, the number three, number four spot, uh, number two spot. Let's say beats Ethereum one day. Do you think another token that potentially costs more money in gas would ever go up there? It doesn't make sense. Realistically, it's all about efficiency. And over time, people are going to be sick with the fees. Bitcoin is going to be used as a store of value, never really to, uh, in a manner of transmitted value, because at that moment, you're waiting days, you're waiting minutes, you're waiting hours, and you're paying for it. When XRP could just be, uh, you could you, you could be using the same as XRP. Sorry, I just muted myself. Um, but with that <laughs> being said, with you, XRP, you yeah, my bad about that. I was uh, I'm getting very animated. If you saw me in real life right now, I'm using my hands. I'm talking like like you're uh, wearing person talking about this. But realistically, the it's a trillion dollar market, right? Uh, that XRP is trying to take over. Billions and trillions of dollars circulating. Yes, it's only three cents, but the more the volume goes, the more we burn. And when we get to those those milestones that XRP and Brad Garlinghouse will get to, and it's already starting. It's already start. I think I think they were able to push a hundred billion dollars in and in, in volume with the XRP ledger alone. So imagine on a basis where everybody's starting to use it, everybody hears it, lawsuit is done, regulation is done with, it is officially not a security, nothing's holding it back. Now we're talking about XRP uh, ETFs and everybody's using it. Dude, the thing is going to skyrocket. Bare minimum, bare fucking minimum. Man, I'm sorry to be vulgar. I very much apologize. No, I didn't, no, I didn't, I didn't clear with the rules. I didn't, reason, I didn't know but... what was going on. But uh, <laughs> bare minimum, guys, mark my words, make me eat shit if I, if I, if I falsify this information but by the end of 2024 easily at the so with that being in mind before I, uh my my prediction xrp always pumps lats out of the whole market it always pumps lats so with that being said that time the xrp gets the pump bare minimum it's going to be three to five dollars um so at the end of the day you put a thousand dollars in there at whatever point accumulatively throughout the next three to six months before that bull bull run 
please, please make that money off XRP. It is so secure. I got your back. If you have any questions, let me know. Let me know if you have any questions with Affinity, Rocketfly, or Reflector. I am here for you to make you feel confident and trustworthy of this team. Uh, and these and these project uh it's it's just it's just amazing to be a part of this community all, all of these guys awesome thanks josh and i know bo is going to have a good old time uh you know maybe getting some good uh sound bites out of this one um i am so sorry bo. <laughs> no no i am so sorry no that's a good thing uh maybe we'll end up <laughs> oh, we gotta make it work, right yeah. we gotta make them work <laughs> uh chris if there was one more thing i can add um, yeah absolutely so uh, we had just done uh, a partner uh, buy. It's kind of like a, a partner bar, uh, buy contest. Um, a you know how Affinity is part of that treasury wallet yep. and Rockify is part of the tre uh, treasury wallet. We're doing a buy to help our partners in any way. Anyone that wants to participate, anything multiples of $10, once it's bought on their respective charts, if it's sent to our treasury wallet, it's a manner of a burn. It will never be sold. It will never be utilized other than uh, the rewards it's given. Um, at that point, you'll be entry uh, entered into a chance of winning uh, a, a max bean bag of reflector. I think it's actually about two, 220, 250 right now of reflector. Uh, with that being said, I have 15 entries that I had bought off the affinity chart and 15 entries off the Rockify chart. So with that being said, anyone that follows the, the main Twitter account of Reflector will be, be submitted into those entries uh, for 15 of them. So we'll circle around, we'll, we'll take a drawing, and you could potentially win a bean just for following the official page. Um, of course, you've got to support our partners, Affinity and Rockify in the case. Uh, but other than that, um, we would love having you to part participate, support our guys. Um, and at the end of the day, it's going to the treasure wallet. So consider it forever burned. And I know Neri's going to uh, come in real quick with this. Yep. I wanted to add, um, you know, it's it's also follow the the reflector, but also retweet the pin messages there about the contest. So the idea behind it, and, you know, Josh and I were talking about it for a while, is just we want to create a partnership with, you know, really great tokens like Affinity and Rockify. Um, so why not help out their chart as well and have the entire community participate? So it's, it's a potluck, basically. Um, you know, so we put a bunch of $10 buys or more if you want to get more entries on the chart. That creates volume. It creates ref uh, reflections for everybody. And, you know, you also get a chance to, to win uh, more reflectors. So and get btc and xrp so like that everybody wins it was a win-win-win all across the board awesome no that sounds great i appreciate that information letting everybody know um no that's good stuff guys and uh and thank you for uh making affinity a part of that uh, uh i'm a big fan of affinity awesome, <laughs> yeah. know. i know <laughs> no man i know uh we've been seeing you guys around for quite a while uh cool. So we are about about 10 minutes uh, over our normal scheduled hour. No big deal. It was a great show. We love to keep things going when they do. Uh, but before we wrap things up here, I do want to give go around, just give everybody an opportunity um, for anything else that's on their mind, any questions or anything. Paul, Chris, uh, before we get into our guests, you guys got anything? Yeah, I mean, uh, Josh was saying that 
you know, you have that community you foster where, you know, you can go away and do your own thing for five, 10 years and come back. Like, you know, you didn't miss a beat. I'm telling you right now, my brother, if I get a five to 10 year break from you, I ain't never coming back. You what? out. You out, <laughs> oh, dog. What? <laughs> yes, because he's big trick. Waiting on that day. I can see the love that you guys have generated amongst one another. <laughs> Man, just you a bitch. Um, uh, you got anything else, Chris, or is that, that going to be it? That's going to be it. Yeah, the I, usual. I kind of figured. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right before i say my piece and get us out of here uh josh near if you guys got anything else you want to say if there's any uh socials or anything you want to share with everybody uh let yeah. them know where they can get more information awesome yeah i just want to say thank you so much to all of you guys for having us today you know i really appreciate the time and and you know appreciation from you guys so thank you so much um if you want to follow us just um, x.com slash reflector token. And it's the same for our telegram. I posted the link, but it got me deleted and, you know, muted. <laughs> yeah. Our, our Twitch is kind of finicky like that, right? We don't want people posting links, but, uh, we'll get that out there. But yeah, it's, tele- it's the telegram t.me slash reflector token. So that's the, uh, or you could just follow us on Twitter and find the link there. So, but thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. No, thank you guys uh, for for coming on the show. Josh, you got any last minute thoughts or anything you want to add? I also wanted to say thank you for having us up here. Um, and again, thanks for you know being being that beginning foundation in the DeFi space uh, from uh, Neri and myself and the rest of the community. Um, we all we all feel the same towards uh, the project. And uh, this is I just wanted to end off. Uh, this is CMO of reflector uh into crypto space let me know if you have any questions again if you ever need anything uh other than asking these wonderful people uh infinity rockify or reflector or even god bless xrp you let me know okay um thank you again thank you again for having us awesome absolutely and uh you know don't forget we we do have uh, affinity protocol uh our podcast here every other tuesday uh, and we do talk about a lot of stuff. So even if you want to come on and, and you know, you know, have a topic or something you want to discuss, and I can hear my dog going nuts at my door right now, so I'm going to take her out. Uh, and, you know, feel free to come on. We're always looking for guests or anybody out there listening, anybody from the community. We're always looking for people to come on the show and have a good conversation with us about whatever we may feel like talking about that given week. Uh, this Friday is Affinity Friday. So uh, come by. We'll start our usual X space at 8.30 p.m. on Friday, followed by our Affinity Friday Discord and Twitch as usual. So make sure you check that out. Uh, We'll talk more about everything else that we've got going on, including the SDP uh, and some new information we got going on with the WeFunder and some other stuff. Uh, So please stop by on Friday. Um, I think that's about it from us. Uh, with that being said, again, I want to thank our guests for coming on. Go check them out. Uh, I do want to make sure that you do understand that re- it's Reflector without the E at the end. So it's uh, R-E-F-L-E-C-T-R. Uh, so, you know, when you hit those links, leave that E off at the end. Um, and, yeah, check them out. Uh, glad to have them uh, part, part of the community. And on Affinity Friday... That is going to do it for us this week here at Affinity Protocol. Check us out on all your favorite podcast listening platforms. 
and thank you again to Bo and everybody at DV Radio. This is Chris with Fanny Protocol. We're out. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Radio.